You are welcome to the Nigerian Filmmaker, a podcast about Nigerian filmmakers, their films, and how we can build a diverse and functional industry. I'm your host, Sele Gott. On this episode, my guest is Victoria Pupola. She is the CEO of TalentX Africa, the film financing marketplace. Victoria applies her experience in finance and venture capital to connect creatives to investors. We talk about the services TalentX offers, their plans for the film industry, and what Victoria likes to watch. If you're a new listener, you're welcome and I hope you enjoy. All right. Hi, Victoria. You're welcome to the Niger Filmmaker. Hi, thanks. Thanks for inviting me. Okay. Um, so can you introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm Victoria Popola. I'm co-founder and CEO at TalentX Africa. I have a background in finance and venture capital, you know, structuring financing products for the venture debt industry. Yeah. You know, also have um, a little experience with data analytics, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, applying financing, structuring experience to the creative industry and helping, you know, creatives to access uh, low cost, you know, non-predictory um, funding for their projects is what we basically do at Talent X Africa. Okay. You know, so we connect um, investors, currently institutional investors, but we're looking into opportunities for uh, retail and syndicate investors as well. So we connect investors to African creatives, right? You know, starting with film, but eventually across um, music, art, and games. And the idea is that, you know, so far the film funding marketplace has been a bit informal, right? Yeah. You know, we ran a survey um, sometime last year and most creatives, right? And we're not talking, you know, the Kulia Olayahos and, you know, the you know, the ones who have, you know, become brand equity. Yeah. You know, but the other ninety percent of filmmakers, you know, um, mostly self fund for their projects. Right, um, or the you know crowdsource from family and friends. Yeah. Right, you know the ones that do access um, institutional funding, you know, are typically high cost, or you know they need to uh, put down some form of you know collateral. Yeah. Right, and even a couple of the creative funds that are available to you know creative, say the, the one by CBN. I mean, from what I hear from creatives, it's not you know all that accessible. Right. So, I mean, what we're trying to do is to make film funding, you know, a viable asset class for yeah. investors. And package it in such a way that, you know, it's not an emotional investment. It's not something that people do just because they want to support creatives, right? It's something they do because, you know, it's financially viable, right? And it's something that, you know, they're, they're able to invest, you know, get their money back from and yeah. invest in, right? I think that's the old thing too you know, create a circular, you know, kind of model. Yeah. Right? Um, so that's, that's a bit about me and a bit about what we're building at um, TalentX. Okay. Um, so, you know, as a finance and venture capital expert, you decided to, you know, choose the creative um, industries. Why, why was that your choice? Why did you go with that? Well, I haven't ever told this story, but it's an interesting one, 
right? Yeah. You know, it wasn't something I necessarily chose at first, right? You know, so working as uh, an investment analyst at you know, a VC firm, um, Talent X was actually one of our portfolio companies, right? Yeah. You know, it was being incubated by a VC firm. Okay. You know, so we had um, someone who was running it, you know, like a, like a general manager. Yeah. And she ran it for for a while, about two years, right? And then you know she she needed to to leave, right? You know, so I was part of the the team that was kind of recruiting for the next um, talent X manager, right? Or in this case, a CEO, because you know we wanted to properly structure it as a startup that it was, right? So we were looking for, you know, a team that would co-found or that would, you know, kind of lead the, the mission, right? Yeah. You know, so I was part of that team that was looking for, you know, replacement and, and we were looking for someone, you know, with a bit of um, the creative background, but also a bit of the finance background. Yeah. I mean, the existing team already had you know, some creative experience, so we needed it to be a bit heavier on the finance side, right? Um, it, it proved a bit difficult because we couldn't quite find, you know, someone who was the perfect fit, right? Yeah. Um, I myself a creative, you know, even though I've definitely never shot a film before or, uh. you know, necessarily done anything in public that, you know, anyone would, you know, classify as, okay, hey, she's a creative, right? Yeah. Um, because, you know, mostly because my, my parents, they, they just never let me explore that. But I mean, it's something I'm still going to do eventually. I told my board members that, uh, you know, after telling X, I'm going to, you know, retire and you know, start a band. Okay. You know, a music band with like, you know, a bunch of other, you know, 30 plus women. Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, um, we, we couldn't quite find, you know, someone who was a good fit for the role. Right. And... The conversation, you know, evolved up to a point where I kind of volunteered or put myself yeah. up for the role, right? I mean, I didn't really think it was something that, you know, I was going to get or like the board was going to say, oh, hey, let's let's, let's give that a shot, right? You know, but it kind of happened and I'm like, well, okay, right? It looks like I'm going to be building, you know, this with the team for another, I don't know, five, ten years, right? Yeah. You know, so it originally wasn't something that I founded from scratch, you know, but it's become something that, you know, has aligned with my, you know, vision as well. Yeah. Right? It's become something that we've kind of shaped, right, and, you know, into what it currently is, you know, in terms of the business model, in terms of the team, in terms of, you know, what our goals are. Yeah. Right? So that's how how that started so right now we have a team of creatives we have you know, a team of finance people and then we have a team of tech people because of course you know, we're trying to do things a bit differently with financing infrastructure and make it you know, tech enable right yeah so that's the only way to really speed up the process and standardize some parts that are able to be standardized right so you know we have um we have a co-founder, Juan Bassi, uh-huh. you know, who is a screenwriter. Um, you know, he was on the Johnsons. He was on the I think it was the Flatmates. Yeah. And a couple of other uh, projects like that. 
you know, we also have, you know, someone who's recently joined our team, you know, Tosi Oluberry. Um, you know, she's a producer. She actually worked with us on one of our films, right? Uh, Interstate. That was our second film. Okay. She was a she was a producer on the project, you know, and the the working relationship was great. You know, she had you know, some really fantastic um, distribution experience, you know, from from existing projects. And we were like, okay, let's you know, let's give that a shot. You know, let's see. How we're able to work together to build you know, solid distribution networks for you know the films that we fund and also you know third party films uh you know so that we're able to close the system you know yeah. so we create we create supply um, by funding films and we also create demand by helping those films uh, get monetized okay so that's uh, what the, what the team looks like uh, right now okay um so yeah, you said um, you got you, you use data analytics. So what does the data say about um, Nollywood? Yeah, well, um, so based on that survey that we did last year, I'd say about sixty percent, if not more, you know, of creatives actually use their own funding for their projects, mm. right? And this has a couple of implications. The first is what we generally see with short films, right? People haven't really put a lot of attention on monetizing short films, yeah. right? Because they're seen as, you know, a means to an end and not the end yeah. itself, right? So you see creatives, you know, using their own funding or raising from family and friends to make a short film, you know, in the hope that it's, it serves as a stepping stone or that they're able to, you know, get interest from people who would see those short films and be like, oh, I like this short film. You know, I want to use them for my feature film, mm. right? Or that an investor would see a short film and be like, I believe this person can make, you know, something um, with a feature film that would be really great, right? So because of that, there's not a lot of ways that creatives monetize short films, right? But we think that there is a very huge opportunity there, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, we had a film festival late last year, you know, with um, the Afrochella guys. I don't know if you, you heard about that, the Afro-Talent Film Festival they held in Accra, right? And yeah. we had, you know, a bunch of like really, really awesome submissions from all over Africa, right? Yeah. And there was this short film that we saw, right? was my co-founder that first saw the film. You know, he saw the film and he came to me and he was like, Victoria, I just saw this really amazing short film. It was probably like 10 minutes long, but it was awesome. I definitely would have paid to watch that, right? Yeah. Lo and behold, a month or two after that festival, the film actually got on Netflix, right? It's one of the few short films, African short films, it's not the only one. Yeah. Netflix, right? Well, it's um, um, morning after. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's one thing that we've seen, and um, we think that you know, if we're able to put a bit more attention into you know, monetizing that form of art, you know, then a lot of creators will be better off um, for it. But apart from that, you know, I think that in terms of the industry and in terms of recouping investments, right? At least from what we've seen. I'll probably put 
industry success rates at about 30 to 40 percent mm. right where success rates here mean that they're able to recover enough funding to cover the budget right and also a little premium so say you raise funding from a bank or you raise from some other investor right mm. and also you know i don't know 20 percent by year on that you know to repay your investors the thing though is with these budgets right yeah films that we make here are usually on like very very tight budgets and tight in the sense that it involves a lot of you know a big and it involves a lot of um you're my guy help me you know, help me run this stuff right yeah. you know and a bunch of people just were offering their services for free because they you know they really just want to express their art and uh, they just want to get something out there yeah right so i mean i i wouldn't i wouldn't say that you know using the budget as um you know as a baseline would entirely be fair but for the for the purpose of you know just figuring out what a success rate looks like okay um from people that we've talked to it's actually possible to hit you know success rates of about you know 80 to 90 percent okay which is incredible you know when you talk to investors who are a bit you know, risk adverse or you know don't want to don't want to take that much risk but are interested in funding films right mm. you tell them that it's possible to hit these kinds of success rates right compared to what you see in the industry generally right yeah um then there's a lot more interesting funding films and who are the people that usually hit these kinds of you know success rates apart from the you know the made uh, producers or the people who have already you know pretty much on their footing in the industry mm. right it's usually those who have and you know who have like a distribution arm inbuilt right or have distribution channels inbuilt right yeah so say we we fund films right um but on the other side of that we also own you know a chain of cinemas we also own an SVOD platform or say we didn't own them right but we had links to them in the sense that you know we fund you as a creative obviously you have your own distribution plan yeah right you know you try to distribute your, your film your own way but you know say that doesn't go according to plan right and we are able to step in right as a backup plan and say okay let's try to get this you know into our cinema chain or into you know SVD platforms that we have relationships with right just creating that end-to-end system that starts with you know, project selection and then project management and then ends with monetization uh. right we're able to say that okay there's a possibility that we're able to raise those success rates from 30 to 40 to about 80 to 90 right yeah and if you fund films as a slate right a group of i don't know four or five projects as opposed to you know funding one project at the time right yeah and you know say you fund five films you know at an 80 percent success rate you know it means that the four films that are going to be successful would be enough to cover the losses of the fifth film yeah. right and also give you some reasonable return right which is also borrowed from 
the basis space, right? In my case, you know, where you invest in a portfolio of companies, yeah. say it's a cash rate of 10 to 20%, but those ones that are successful will return maybe 10 times or even 20 times, sometimes as high as 100, 1,000 times, right? Yeah. So if those successful ones return that much, right, then it's more than enough cover for the ones that aren't successful. In this case, the possible return on investment isn't that high. Maybe you have you know, 2x or you have 3x or sometimes 5x, 10x, right? Mm. And you have a success rate of 80, 90%. It's a lot less risky, right, than VC. Right? It's just not as, it's just not as high in terms of like possible return on investment. Yeah. But if you're looking to, you know, put your money in an asset that is, um, you know, that, that moves differently from the rest of the market, right? Yeah. Um, so crypto is going down, sorry, so the crypto is, um, the stock market is red, you know, and real estate isn't really doing great. But you see film, people will, people will always watch films, yeah. right? It doesn't matter if, you know, there's, there's COVID, doesn't matter if there's a recession. I mean, maybe people wouldn't go to the same as to watch film, but they'll still watch film somehow, mm. right? They'll still spend money on entertainment, right? So if you're looking to invest in an asset that is not correlated with the rest of the market, then film is a good investment, right? If you're not that into risk, right? And if you're not looking for a hundred times your investment, then film is also a good, you know, place to invest in. Right. What we just need to do is build out the funding arm and also build out the distribution arm so that we can create that end-to-end system that properly de-risks you know, investors. Uh. So yeah, I mean, these are some of the things that we've seen in terms of you know, how creative fund you know, and also what um, the return potential looks like in the market generally versus what it could look like you know, when we're also plugged into uh, distribution partners. Can you um, walk us through like um, the different services offered by Talent X Africa? Yeah, sure. Um, so I'll just start with you know, the basic idea of what we do. Okay? So the first thing I'll say is um, our funding is 100% backed by intellectual property. Right? Yeah. You know, we don't require hard collateral. You know, we don't have any you know, insane access requirements. I mean, if you have a bit of you know, track record, you have you, know, you have a solid team, and uh, you have you know, a good story, you have you know, good um, financial potential, right? Basically, if your film is viable, right? Yeah. All we need to do, like, you need a couple background checks to make sure that you know everything checks out and then you can get the funding right yeah so how it works is usually we do a call for submissions every year right okay you know at that call we sometimes get as many as you know about 200 um submissions okay um and then we filter down to about you know three to five um, projects you know that we then evaluate, you know, we, we offer the, the funding terms. It's usually a hybrid, yeah. you know, so it's a mix of um, debt and equity because we're partnered with um, debt financiers, you know, so those partners offer debt financing. 
Right. Uh. Um, but we also, you know, we also have the, the project management side of things, you know, where we're hands on, you know, we're set to make sure that we're able to catch things um, as they arise. Yeah. Right? Because again, the, the project is backed by intellectual property, right? Uh. Um, which is the film that you're about to make. So what happens if something goes wrong and the film doesn't get me, right? I mean, the money is gone. Yeah. The collateral is gone because it wasn't even created in the first place. Right? So the first risk that we need to minimize, right, is the risk of non-completion. Right? Uh-huh. And that, you know, it involves, um, you know, just, I mean, not, 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 you know, eating into the creative control, yeah. right? But just being in the background to make sure that, you know, things are transparent, you know, Contracts are signed. You know, actors get the contracts. They're paid. You know, when they when you know when we say they'll be paid, and they're paid the amount that is agreed in their contract. Yeah. You know, so there's never a case of you know I work with someone, uh, they promise to pay me fifty thousand. You know, we worked till twelve a.m. and you know they ended up paying me just ten thousand, right? Yeah. You know, or you know what she said or. Just we, we, we try to eliminate, you know, all those problems as much as possible, right? So that, you know, all stakeholders can see what is going on when it is going on, right? Yeah. You know, and also make sure that, you know, if there's anything challenging coming, we can tackle it as, you know, it comes up, right? Um, and then once the project is created, you know, we also take um, custody of intellectual property until the financing is repaid. Right. Yeah. Um, so they have insurance to distribute their film. They also have a distribution plan in case that doesn't work out. Right. Because again, the creative is not the one liable for the loan. Right. Yeah. It's the project that is taking on the financing, right? and it is on the project to return the financing. Yeah. And obviously on us as well, right? because we are the other side of the collateral. Right? Yeah. I mean, we, we select, we facilitate funding, you know, we, we manage the project to, to minimize um, risk of non-completion, and then we also manage the collateral to, you know, avoid um, default risk, right, or the risk that you know, the, the film is not able to get monetized, right? So that's kind of like how we work. Yeah. Um, but then outside of that, you know, we also offer... Um, each of those aspects of the value chain as um, standalone services, right? Okay. So we could be helping to select um, films, right, from, you know, from a submission list, right? It could be a film festival, it could be, you know, an investor who is looking to invest in films, right? And then there's the other side of that, you know, which is uh, project management, right? So say you have a film that you've invested in or that you're about to invest in but you need someone you know on ground to just make sure that things are you know, as transparent as possible and you know there are no like major challenges that aren't you know caught early on yeah then we also offer um we also offer collateral management services right which in this case would just be distribution services right you know, so you have a project um, you know, the creative is great at producing, but they don't really have, you know, distribution networks or partnerships to get the film, you know, monetized, right? Uh. And in terms of 
monetization. It's one thing to you know put it on Netflix Nigeria and you know call it a day. Yeah. Another thing to explore different territories where your film could get monetized and basically optimizing for every territory possible. Mm. Right? Those are two different things. Right? You could make two X on your film if you're looking at just you know, and maybe a couple cinemas and things like that. Right? Or you could 10X or even more right, if you also look into other territories. Right. So, I mean, we partner with people to, you know, take custody of the IP okay. and liquidate it or a default. And it may sound a bit boring, but it's actually something that happens, like, regularly, right, when it comes to traditional financial systems. Yeah. You go to a bank, right, you put down your car as collateral, right? Yeah. The only reason why that bank is taking your car as collateral is that if you're not able to pay, they're able to put your car on like an auction, right? Yeah. And sell it off to cover their money, right? Yeah. Which is why the car has to be close to the amount that you want to take out in loan, right? In yeah. terms of the value of the car. Right. So this is basically the same thing, but instead of the car as collateral, it's the film or the IP as yeah. collateral. Okay. Now obviously it doesn't make sense to take IP as collateral if you don't have the infrastructure to distribute the film if there's a default, right? Yeah. And that's probably why you wouldn't expect banks to go full on into film financing, except of course they want to also build out the distribution arm, right? Yeah. So we partner with banks, we partner with you know asset managers, we partner with you know other kinds of investors to manage collateral and distribute the film if you know, there's a default and we also partner with um, you know third-party filmmakers independent filmmakers who have projects you know, want to distribute their projects but you know aren't able to right so we're able to connect them with you know, different territories and different options yeah. and basically come up with a distribution plan right that works for them right um so that's kind of the that's the end-to-end thing so um, apart from you know your call for submissions and um, you guys kind of helping um, projects get financing, I also like saw like there's a marketplace on your website. Yeah, so I mean the goal is to build you know infrastructure where creators can just go you know and connect to different types of investors, right? Yeah. Right now, we are the marketplace, right? Because we're still trying to figure out, you know, how exactly the workings would look like, mm. right? So this is basically us starting with a manual process, understanding how the process works, and then starting to automate, you know, parts of that process so that we get to a point where, you know, we don't need to be there as much right doing the doing investor matching um and then we'll just be you know in the background doing the project management and the collateral management but then we have a tech infrastructure that matches creatives to investors right yeah. right now i think we are the marketplace yeah right you know so we do we do the investor matching right now okay and um there's also a social networking side to it 
Um, so that's in that's in development, right? Huh. What we I what we've announced recently uh, is a content monetization platform. Okay. You know, good. You know, you see that if you look on our on our Instagram page, um, you know, it's it's still in development, but we think it's something that you know creators will find you know super useful, right? Um, so it's it's basically a platform. You know, for creators to manage, you know, their content, um, their fans, uh, also their earnings, right? On just in one place, right? You know, so you can upload uh, your film, and then you can, you know, you can um, share a link to, you know, to your existing audience on social media, yeah. uh, which is how most people, you know, distribute their film currently, anyway. Yeah. You know, share share a link. You know, put a price tag on it. Get people to come to your website uh, or to your profile on Grid. You know, to watch your film, to pay for it. You can get you know audience insights. You can see um, what your audience likes. You can leave comments. You can reward them. You know, with you know, say um, discounts or like funds or like you know, free passes to your next. Your next content, we'll be able to support you know pay per view. We'll be able to support you know subscriptions. You know what your you know what your fans are saying. They're able to connect with you, you know, on a personal level. Right? Yeah. You also get to a point where you're able to host um, products alongside those films, right? Um, but ultimately, the goal is to create you know a platform where filmmakers and other creators are able to. You know, connect with the communities, uh. right? Um, because we believe that the future of content is community ownership, uh. right? Where creators are able to leverage the communities, um, you know, the communities are able to own, you know, um, their content. You know, kind of like fractional ownership in a film. You know, where you become an investor and the creative, you know, has more options in terms of you know monetization or in terms of you know liquidity right yeah, yeah okay so let's talk about you um do you watch nollywood films oh yeah i do yeah what was some of your um favorite films so far um i say i really 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 loved king of boys right? yeah. especially the first one I can't, I can't count how many times i've watched that film yeah it's just, yeah, I just, I wouldn't say I connected with it on a personal level because, you know, I mean, it's not, it's not something I can exactly relate to like that, right? But it was, it was amazing. It was a work of art. Yeah. Right? Um, I also loved, you know, films like um, Sylvia, you know, I loved um, Blood Sisters yeah. a lot, okay? You know, um, Breaded Life was great. You know, uh, what else? What else? What else? Um, Olotoure, you know, which was actually written by uh, Yinka, yeah, you know, who we're working with on a project actually, okay, uh, which is announcing that, which we're announcing that shortly. And, um, yeah, there's 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 a bunch of there's a bunch of you know, Nollywood films that I really love, but I think I think probably the peak, you know, Nollywood period was the Dakian Popodis, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it was a time where 
the the quality, say the production quality or like the sound quality wasn't necessarily great mm. right but it was just it was just so relatable right you know it was i think i think it was the era that i probably connected with the most right you know even though they didn't have you know that much in terms of you know, budget support or in terms of you know good quality and of course the you know, the cgi was was you know just awful but it was it was an amazing era yeah all the same okay um i also watch i also do you know yoruba films mm. i mean it's not it's not something i would go out of my way to watch but you know my sister is a huge fan right and you know of course i can't be driving tv remote with an 18 year old so i just sit and watch anyway yeah and um i mean it it, it turns out it turns out great you know yeah so yeah okay um what are some genres or types of like nigerian content that you're you know eager to see from the industry um well frankly right i don't i don't i don't see i don't see movies in terms of genres right mm. Um, but I don't think we have that much in terms of range anyway. Yeah. Right. I think it's, you know, mostly comedy or, you know, thriller or, you know, suspense or something, something around that. Right. I mean, I, I don't think I've seen, I don't think I've seen one around that venture yet. Mm. Right. Most of the horror ones I've seen are like, you know, Kutuaye and like you know the the older Nollywood films, right? I don't think I've seen. Okay, well I've seen I've seen a couple um a couple of you know crime thrillers, um but in terms of like sci-fi, okay, I've actually seen. I actually saw a sci-fi. Uh, I think it was a short film, you know. Um, I think Brother Shaggy was was in it. Mm. And a couple of other people. It was actually part of um the film submission for. You know, our film festival last year. Okay. Um, you know, but I mean, apart from the the mainstream genres, I don't think we we really go into you know a couple of the more you know they I mean they they seem more like you know things that you find in Hollywood, right? Nollywood is a bit more yeah, it's it's, it's a bit narrow in terms of in terms of range. Um, but I really love I really love comedy. I really love Thrillers, um, you know, really love family dramas as well. I mean, that was that was a huge part of you know, my childhood yeah. you know, growing up. Yeah. So, um, what what is your film festival called? Um, so it's called the Afro Talent Film Festival. Okay. And yeah. what time of the year does it normally run? Uh, so last year's was in December. Okay. Uh, it was around I think the last week. I remember it was after Christmas into the new year. So it was, yeah, last week of um, December. It held in Accra. Okay. Uh, and of course, you know, Afro Talent is a you know, combination of um, Afro Chella and Talent X. Mm. You know, so yeah, yeah it, was, it, was a really, it was a really great experience. Okay. And um, is it just a screening based um, festival or you guys also have panels and um, workshops? 
Um, yeah, we, we did have panels. You know, we did have panels. Um, we had, you know, we had a couple of people, you know, who were around for like, you know, other events um, around that time. Because I mean, the, the film festival was our first edition, right? Mm. You know, so it was. All right, so it was it was supposed to be a light um, edition. Yeah. You know, leading up to the main one um, sometime this year. Yeah. You know, but yeah, we did have we did have a couple of panels. We had you know one on um, women in the industry. We had one on film financing. Um, we had one on you know the the content rotation and, and whatnot. So yeah, we had we had a couple um, great panels. You know, we had uh, a lot of you know we had a lot of features from you know some really awesome people. Um, I think we had, we shared we shared a couple of the, the details, um, you know, sometime I think early early this year, right, on our Instagram. Okay. You know, mostly, right. So yeah, I think that yeah. Okay, and um, you know, for the services that Talent X provides, um, how does it differ from purely commercial projects to art house projects that like to go the festival routes? which tends to take time. Yeah. Um, so about that, right? I don't think, I don't think we necessarily differentiate huh. that way. Right? And I'll tell you why. Our first film, Bunny, right? Yeah. Is, I mean, obviously supposed to be a commercial project, right? Because, I mean, you raise funding, you distribute, you return the investment, right? Yeah. Um, but because of the kind of film that it is, Right, it's. Uh, I don't know if you've you've seen you know anything on it. You know, no. it actually talks about yeah. you know the, the the beggar clan in Lagos and you know a couple of myths around it, and you know how a young lady you know gets out of that, right? You know, so I mean, it's a commercial film, but because of the you know the kind of film that it is, we we aren't exactly considering cinemas right yeah um so we're looking to do you know a festival run for the project right okay we suspect it's probably going to be you know the same approach for our second film interstate okay right? so for banning you know the final cut should be out in a couple of weeks you know we're already um we're already looking into you know a couple of um film festivals that we think you know would be a great uh, a great fit for the project right mm. you know so i mean ultimately i think it depends on the kind of film that it is right for the films that we fund right and then for you know independent filmmakers uh for third party films i think it really just depends on you know what the filmmaker's vision for the project is mm. right i mean obviously the cinema is not it's not great for everyone or for every kind of project right? yeah you know some folks don't want to you know, want to distribute locally, some want to you know, explore um, international channels. I mean, ultimately, it depends on the filmmaker, it depends on you know, the kind of film. You know, so what we try to do is just, you know, put together a plan around what the filmmaker wants and you know, try to give them um, great deals, basically. Okay. You're experiencing, you know, raising money for um, projects mm -hmm. and you understand finance and you know getting investors money back to them like for you yeah. what advice would you kind of give um filmmakers or creatives what should always be at the top of their mind you know when trying to deal with 
investors and you know raising raising funding for their projects yeah um well i think the first thing you know to do i mean if you intend to raise money from investors you know you can't you you can't be you can't be considered high risk right or you can't afford to be considered high risk right Mm. And how do you how do you get considered high risk? I think the first thing is if you don't have a track record, right? And this doesn't have to be, you know, that you've shot like three feature films and that you've made like tons of money, even though that would probably make investors you know more comfortable, right? Mm. Um, if you're working with a platform like ours, where distribution isn't necessarily something that you have to have, you know, experience in or something that you have to have done before, then it means that as a creative, what you need to focus on would be your skills, right? Yeah. You know, are you the best person to tell this story, right? Is this the best story that you should be telling? Is this a story that should be told, right? Is this something that, you know, people want, right? You know, so just... And I think I'll probably lean into, you know, this short film thing again, right? Although we haven't necessarily required short films, right? For us, you know, even video clips, right, have been enough. Just video clips that show that you understand, you know, what it takes to make this film that you're raising money for, right? And that you have, you know, have the, the skill set required to put together a team. Mm. Um, it also it's also great, you know, if creators understand, you know, if it's about, about finance, you know, if it's about um, what fundraising entails, right? Although we understand and we see, you know, a lot of creators that don't really get that part, you know, so we we try to be that bridge between investors and creatives, you know, in the sense that we speak. The language of both sides, right? Um, but I say one would be track record. You know, doesn't have to be a, a full short film, doesn't have to be a feature film. Yeah. It could be a you know, just something that shows if you're a director, something that shows that okay, someone that made this video clip would definitely be able to make something great, right? Yeah. Uh, it could be of you know, partnering with other people in the industry. Um, I mean, it may not be something that would have paid you much, um, but it's you know something that you have to show for your skills. Yeah. Okay? Um, the second thing would be keeping records, right? I think we talked about this, um, you know, with our panel at this you know webinar that we hosted sometime in January. Right? It's super important to keep record of things that you've done, mm. right? Or like just develop a record keeping habit, right? Because I mean, investors will want to see you know, they want to see documents, they want to see you know proof that you know everything that you're saying about your track record is correct. Right? Yeah. Even after receiving the funding, you know you, you want to keep your invoices, you want to keep you know, your transaction proof. Although we have. You know, a platform that we built in-house that you know makes this part um, a bit easier. Right? Okay. Um, so I mean, we don't we don't think it's appropriate to be 
because we're funding the film to you know be the ones to make um, direct you know say transfers to whoever needs to receive money right we don't think it's appropriate to manage the funding on behalf of the creative right because you know i mean we've done it before you know before we had this um platform and it slowed things down a bit you know it, it wasn't entirely comfortable or convenient rather mm. right and we don't think it's you know great optics in terms of like what you think of the trust level between you know, investors and creatives in the space, right? So we came up with a platform that allows, you know, creatives to, you know, manage their own funding, you know, manage their own um, disbursement, you know, but also allows investors like uh, a back end as being access, you know, just to kind of see on a high level, you know, what's going on with the project, mm. manage and report on the platform, you know, you can pay whoever you need to pay, you can onboard. Um, your personnel on the platform, right? And um, ultimately, we'll want to also be able to integrate, you know, things like the budget, right? So you can, you know, you can make um, disbursements based on, you know, the, the allocated line items, mm. and also integrate, you know, um, things like contracts, right? That can be executed automatically. So if you say you pay someone, you know, fifty percent by so so date, and you pay the other fifty percent. It's just so deep where you're able to automatically generate um, payment instructions and make you know disbursement easier um, and a bunch of other things, right? You know, so having things like that, having a platform like that means that you're able to keep those records, you know, even after that project, you want to reach your next funding, you know, and investors can see that you're a transparent person because I mean, you have you know, you have all of those documents, you have. You know, proof of what you've done before. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's the second thing. You know, keeping records. The third thing would be, you know, learning how to pitch. Right. And this is also something that I've had to learn to do myself because yeah. I mean, obviously fundraising is hard. Right. It's not. It's not something that's easy to do. You know. So learning to, you know, put your work in the in the best light. Learning to, you know your best foot forward basically right learning to showcase your experience you know the, the financial potential of the film you know even even things like you know knowing how to do a good budget you know sometimes has been you know, like what really got me interested in the project right? mm. you know there's some budget that you see and you're like okay this person doesn't really know how these things work right and there's budgets that you see and you're like okay this person you know understands the business of filmmaking right yeah. and i've been more you know open to listening to that person over the person that doesn't know how to do you know, a proper budget right yeah. um, and i know that there's budgeting tools that help with this but i think you know um something we're also looking to do is you know to help with capacity building for creators yeah. and just help them understand you know some of the things um, that are required or, you know, how to do um, some basic things like, you know, the budgets or, you know, how to read uh, a financing contract or how to understand, you know, certain clauses or what to look out for, you know, when you're, when you're working with investors. Um, it's actually something that in development, we we're calling it a, a resource library, mm. you know, something that, you know, creatives can you know, read, you know, something that, 
will help them understand, you know, how to better position themselves, right? You know, both as filmmakers expressing their craft, right? You know, as filmmakers approaching investors for investment. Okay. Um, and I think probably the fourth thing would be in timing, right? Yeah. Uh, so we've seen we've seen a couple of projects that, you know, I mean, they have awesome stories, you know, great teams. Um, but the story is, you know, tied around some context that is just, you know, that has just passed. Yeah. Okay? Like if, if the, the project had come out like two years ago, for example, it probably would have been, you know, the rave, right? Mm. Um, but either it was too late or too early. So I say that, you know, timing is also uh, something that is, you know, super, super important. But apart from that, just generally, I think it would be helpful, you know, if creatives um, not only understood the creative side of filmmaking, but also understood, you know, the business side, right? You know, how to have um, fundraising conversations. I think it would, you know, it would make a lot of things um, easier, right? I mean, we have no problem, you know, I mean, what, what we do sometimes is pretty much, you know, teaching creatives. Right. Yeah. You know, okay. This is how this works. What you know this means. I mean, we don't mind doing that because you know we're also a team of creatives and we're close to the problem and we understand that you know sometimes creatives just don't have you know access to capacity building. Right. You know, we understand that that's an issue in the industry and while we're working to fix that, you know, we don't think that it should be you know, a barrier or an obstacle to people who have you know great stories, have great teams and you know are financially viable you know so we have no problem teaching creatives but we think it will also be great you know if creatives also understood the business of filmmaking i think it would, it would make a lot of things um much easier okay talentx is solving like a lot of problems a lot of like challenges in the industry but talentx might not necessarily solve all the problems that nollywood is facing what is something else that you think um, the industry needs to, you know, prioritize in making this whole industry work a little more efficiently. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's an interesting point that you make, you know, because it's also something that we've thought about, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, when we were doing, you know, our market research at the start of talent, we identified a couple of problems that, you know, creatives face, right? You know, one would be funding, another would be distribution or monetization, uh, another would be, you know, access to community, right, or just, you know, the right kind of mentorship and the right, the fourth one would be, you know, capacity building, yeah. right, or, you know, access to, to, to learning resources, right, but if you look at the value chain, right, yeah. um, it starts with, you know, the concept and then to fundraising and then to production and then distribution, right? And within each aspect of the value chain, there's like a lot that happens, mm. right? Um, and we understand that, you know, even though we're solving problems in funding and distribution, there's still problems in production and concept. And that's why we invested in two startups that are solving problems in concept and also in production, okay. right? The first one is our show um alban show is a scripts marketplace right it's basically a platform where script writers can go to you know write scripts 
you know, can go to sell their scripts mm. and also a place where producers can go to find, you know, stories that they love, that they would you know, want to develop, you know, and purchase those scripts there, right, based on standardized terms, basically, yeah. right? You know, so it, it solves, you know, it solves the, the, the issue of, you know, information asymmetry, you know, when it comes to script writers, especially when it, when it comes to, you know, script writers who are new in the game, right? Mm. And, you know, just in terms of, you know, connecting to producers or getting their work to be seen, right? Yeah. Or, you know, being paid, you know, good amounts of money for their work, you know, instead of being, you know, um, instead of being undercut, basically, mm. right? Um, so there's that. They're actually running a workshop right now. Um, it's called iDraft, you know, where they selected about, you know, 20 screenwriters, um, you know, they've you know, taken them through a series of master classes and trainings, you know, to get them to turn an idea into a script. Yeah. Right? And at the end of the training, they'll also connect them with producers um, and funding partners, you know, who would buy those scripts from the screenwriters, right? So it's basically teaching them, you know, how to, you know, to write a good script, right? And also setting them up with folks who are going to acquire their first script, mm. right? Um, we're actually on that, you know, we're looking to acquire about um, five scripts. I think the, the workshop is coming to, to an end and they should be holding a, a closing ceremony sometime soon. Okay. So that's uh, something to look forward to. Yeah. The second platform is called um, Filmmakers Mart. Okay. You know, um, where they started out as a locations marketplace for you know filmmakers. You know, they help you source um, and you know create locations and also set uh, set permits and things like that. But they evolved you know into a one stop shop for all things you know production. Yeah. So from equipment hiring to you know, to um, hiring caterers or sorting logistics. And of course, they still do, you know, locations. So it's basically where you go when you need, you know, anything, you know, anything around production. Yeah. Right? They even help, you know, hiring cast and crew. So like there's, there's a bunch of stuff that they do to help on the production side, right? So with these two startups, I mean, obviously we'll be looking to do, you know, more, platforms as well to, to, you know, to partner with more um, startups or to invest in more, yeah. you know, but with these two um, platforms, we've kind of formed, you know, an end-to-end -end system, right? Um, you know, our bunch of a concept, you know, talent X for financing and distribution, and then, you know, filmmakers mark for production. So you could basically make a film from start to finish with just those three startups, right? Yeah. And this, you know, is our approach to the market like obviously we can't we can't solve all the problems right so we partner with um other people who are solving problems in the space and just you know create a robust system that you know, helps the industry be better yeah okay great stuff so um how can people keep up with you know your work your different announcements and um call for submissions yeah, um, so we haven't been that active on um, Instagram, you know, recently, um, but we'll be back, you know, we're back in the game um, 
you know, sometime next week, you know, um, so we, we mostly, we mostly share, you know, our news on our Instagram and Twitter um, handles at um, PanX Africa. Right. We also have a weekly newsletter where we share, you know, um, things happening the, in the industry. We, you know, we share um, resources that we think, you know, creatives should access. Mm. Right. Um, so, I mean, we'll be putting, we'll be putting out, you know, a couple of, um, you know, links to join the, the, the newsletter um, sometime next week. You know, so, I mean, we, we do hope that, you know, more creatives, um, joined that because you know it was super helpful you know, in terms of uh, information and resources and you know, announcements and whatnot. Yeah. Um, on the other side of that, you know, we hold uh, a Twitter space. I think we were on the last one. Yeah. One, you know, once every two weeks, um, where we try to connect you know people who have you know, been doing awesome stuff in the industry to you know people who are just um, coming up and you know, could use some some guidance or some you know, some some of the experience of, you know, people who have gone before, right? You know, so we do that um, Wednesdays, once every two weeks. I think we're, the next one is supposed to be next week, right? Okay. Uh, so there's also that. Okay. All right. And um, for people that want to, you know, work with you guys at different points of the value chain, what's the best way to get to you guys? Um. So do you mean work with us as in, you know, work with us on the project or work with us as a team so um you know kind of like the different services you offer but i mean since you mentioned it if that's also a possibility people that want to work with you guys so um so people coming to you guys with their projects and creatives that want to work with you guys how yeah definitely yeah um, yeah so i mean most people reach us through our email address um that is uh, contact at talent extra africa mm. you know we get a couple of um inbound requests for film funding there um and then you know we also we also have some people you know who reach out who are willing to or who are looking to work with us on, on projects and, you know as we scale up as we raise um, more film funding you know, will definitely require more hands, you know, especially on, you know, project evaluation and, you know, project management, you know, sites, just having, you know, a pool of people that we can call on to, you know, to help um, handle, you know, project management, you know, on-site monitoring and things like that, yeah. you know. So I think, you know, it would definitely be great to, to connect with more creators, you know, especially those who are looking to work with us um, as a team. Yeah. Right. And then for our call for submissions, you know, we usually make that public, you know, on our social media platforms. We even run, you know, you know, ads on, on those posts whenever we're, we're ready to call. You know, so I think just, you know, staying connected to to our um online platforms, you know, so that they can get notified when we do our next call for submissions. Okay. All right. Thanks, Victoria, for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thank you so much, so much for inviting me. Um, this has been great. Yeah. We have come to the end of this episode. Remember to rate and review the podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Selegal Film and the podcast at the Niger Film Pod to share your feedback. You can now support the podcast by visiting the website to donate. See you on the next episode. Have a good one.